0: Hello. Welcome back to the Untitled SEO Podcast by Yeseo. I'm your host Andrew Laws. I am the chief human at Yeseo and we have an honoured guest today. So honoured guest, would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Hi, I'm Chris Green. I'm a senior SEO consultant and uh, I guess long-time uh, messer abouter on the internet. I kind of made a career doing SEO, tinkering and, and playing with stuff and uh, Feel lucky and bemused that I get to do this as my job. A long term muck abouter er uh,
0: for the listeners, Chris and I, I have known tell. each other. Yeah. <laughs> we've known each <laughs> other, but we've known each other for some time. Um and I've always been really interested in the the angle at which Chris approaches SEO. There there's a lot of kind of assumed approaches to SEO in in, in our world, in the world of SEO. And each time I've seen uh, Chris for example a write-up that you've given where you've given a talk somewhere or just the titles of some of the things you've written and things you've been involved in there's always something there which I think is quite interesting um, you were one of the first people I remember really talking openly about keyword cannibalization I mean this is a long time ago to be fair. <laughs> yeah, it's a few years but, but it, it was a while ago I think yeah it was always a thing and I think yeah we 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 know now um but when i spoke to you recently just over the linkedin chat you mentioned a phrase i've not heard before and much like you i've been in seo a long time and part of the joy of the whole thing for me is every day's a school day so you mentioned the phrase edge seo so can you Uh unravel that a little bit for me please
1: yes um well one part of that's easy to unravel and the other part's less easy to unravel so i'll start with the easy part first um it is seo as we know it in most recognizable senses um but the edge part is the uh the bit that can lead you astray a little bit it's it's effectively a new uh new place for us to do seo um so if you recommend changes to a developer um, or you're in the position where you can implement changes yourself you would do that on your website most likely on the server that it's based on in the code base that the site's written in or within the CMS that um, you you edit. It. So that's kind of conventional, that takes place on what we'd call the origin server, so that the main point where your website lives. The edge is at a different level, kind of sits above the origin. Um, if you're familiar with CDNs, sort of content delivery networks, a little bit like, say, Cloudflare or CloudFront or the various other providers, the edge is kind of facilitated at that level. Um, so edge seo put simply is seo that takes place there it's it's making seo changes or fixes above the server now the term edge is a little bit odd in that you can ask any of the different cdn providers what they would consider edge to be they all have slightly different takes on it um and many companies now that are cdns conventionally now don't consider themselves just as a cdn they might call themselves other things like cloud network solutions or other convoluted stuff, but the fundaments of it are all the same. You, you, rather than using the computing power of your server, you're using their computing power that's based somewhere else. Um, and for SEO, the reason why that's kind of super exciting is for a number of reasons, really. You, you get to circumvent blockers or technical restraints that may stop you implementing changes, or better yet, it enables you to do things that you couldn't do just on the origin server, you, uh, in terms of optimizing for delivery, in terms of um, cleaning up redirects or generating sitemaps, potentially, or various other, some SEO functions, I would argue, are better on the edge than they are on the origin. So it's kind of a wild new world of opportunity, whilst at the same time, almost being painfully similar to conventional SEO. Uh, As I just said, it's just kind of just take it to a different battlefield, basically. I think that's the, hopefully that's helpful. (laughs) It it absolutely is. So so to kind of
0: clarify it further, is this a technology that that you can use with, you know, CMSs that are very ubiquitous at the moment, like WordPress or,
1: well, it's WordPress,
0: really. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. So WordPress. So um, if your CMS sort of acts independent of, any of the CDNs, then, then yes, in short. So WordPress, uh, Drupal, things like that can, can interface well with it. So the most common or the easiest barrier to entry would be WordPress install um, with Cloudflare. So Cloudflare, their free tier will let you sort of help protect your website against malicious attacks. Also has lots of lovely one-click like optimization options that can help sort of speedy delivery of your website to the users um, but more recently cloudflare have been adding things like redirect management for example so you could have your wordpress blog but say you wanted to um add some redirects in well you don't have to add that at the wordpress level you could add that at cloudflare's level for example um, or uh, you can even sort of deploy files or other changes straight to cloudflare circumvent wordpress altogether um, I think uh, some reasons you might do that is if you're doing any SEO A/B testing for example so WordPress doesn't do that kind of thing very well out of the box whereas something like Cloudflare or another edge provider could let you do that so they work really well in tandem um depending on what you want to use it for so we we're, we're talking more about the the more tech side of SEO so it's not so much
0: you know the the, the words and the pictures it's the delivery of those things so I can see with my sort of limited technical understanding that if you are managing a redirect in cloudflare then it's going to be done by by, well, by dns i'm guessing or, or or something that's a level above the actual files on a server being served
1: yes yeah the, the real optimization for say redirects on the edge is you never request that from the origin server so user connects to in this instance cloudflare it sees the destination and it serves you the redirect right at that point on the edge. So to most users, that will almost be an imperceivable difference. But say you've got a 10-year-old installation of WordPress that's really unoptimized. Say you've got far too many redirects in there already and just your application, you know, WordPress just takes long to load. Depending on how it's built, you may have to wait for that to load to then process the redirect to then send it back. So for example, you could... You know, cut two thirds off the time it takes just to serve a redirect, or if you've got a chain of them. So again, say it's you know the sites existed for ten years. You've redirected a page from A to B to C to D to E. You hit A in the sequence, and you've got to wait for WordPress to redirect you between all of these different destinations before you finally get your your working page. On the edge, one of the things we've done is flattening redirects, so you don't have this chaining or this hopping between pages. You just hit the edge of the network, it goes, ah, you want this page, we're going to serve you it or serve you the the redirected version. So it's on that side, it's, that's a, as you said, like an entirely technical kind of reason for doing so. And the people that benefit from that are larger, older sites. So, you know, if you're saving 900 milliseconds on a redirect and you have a 20 page WordPress website and you sell local services to people within a 50 mile radius, it's probably not something you'd get too excited about. If you're serving those redirects millions of times a day, that has a real kind of tangible impact on how Googlebot sees your website, but also on costs of just hosting and various other things. So that's one that I'd say is like an entirely technical, kind of fairly hardcore technical implementation. But it can sometimes be content as well. So you can use... um uh, workers on edge, or you can you can essentially um, code workers in JavaScript to do things like run a find and replace on the page. So whenever you see this link, change the anchor text to be something more optimal, for example, it would run it automatically. You'd already have built or written the code that would do that. Um, and what it's doing for the users and for Google, they're seeing a different, more optimized link, but without you having to have made that change uh, on the origin, so that could be dynamic. For example, that could change in various contexts, or it could just be possible where it might not have been. So, still quite a technical thing, but it it can impact um, your on-page elements um, depending how you want to do it.
0: I I can see that this is a technical thing, and you know, in ye olden days of SEO having a website that worked was, was sometimes enough to rank. I mean, I'm going back to <laughs> well, last century. So I, I see this very much as a natural progression. It, it's it's kind of an obvious, not really a destination because we're never going to reach like SEO nirvana, but it, it seems mm-hmm. like quite an obvious step along the way because we've, been, we've seen so many times over the last 20-odd years that any optimizations that improve user experience and ultimately reduce tech debt. You know, reduce the amount of oomph you have to put in how your website runs. Generally, are are well aligned with with yeah. what Google likes to rank. Essentially, so it makes a lot of sense. I mean, in, in a way, it worries me for the smaller the smaller companies who may not have the budget to in, invest in something like this. Because you know, one of our, one of my things has always been democratization of of SEO knowledge, and I don't think I've heard you use that phrase. But just the way you share, I'm not putting words in your mouth here, Chris. But the, <laughs> the way you share information, I think you're kind of along a similar lines. But then, absolutely, a, yeah. As you, as you started to explain more of it, I thought, well, I'm not promoting them, but just moving your website somewhere like WP Engine or or any of the mm-hmm. I'd think was very good. WordPress hosts is going to get you a large way towards this anyway, and the Mm. the other reason I changed my mind about it, it it worrying me for small businesses is that we also see quite regularly in SEO that if you make more of an effort than your competitors, you'll outrank them. That's a massive simplification, oversimplification, but but generally. I think I'm just celebrating awareness. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really. I haven't really got a point of where I'm going here. I'm just sort of. I'm, I'm using yeah. you for counselling now, Chris, and just sort of getting it all out.
1: No, I, I know what you mean. I, I think there's a the, there's a truism there for for sure in in regards to yeah, put more effort in making your website better, more optimal, your experience better is definitely um, worth doing. I think the with with regards to the edge or edge compute or this kind of distributed method of of putting kind of content online. I mean, it's entirely possible you could go to Cloudflare today and build your website entirely on the edge. So you you actually are a serverless um, website. Now, if you're a small business, a serverless website might be all you need. Um, So it's just hosted or or lives on the back of Cloudflare's distributed network, um, which is relatively inexpensive relatively easy to use i say relatively i tinker with this stuff i'm not Mm -hmm. an engineer but i I can make it work but the um the stuff that so of, of the different edge providers so you you've got this kind of spectrum so on the one end i'd say cloudflare have positioned themselves very intentionally at this accessible end so you know just just moving your dns to cloudflare protects you from stuff, can optimize delivery. And for some businesses, that's all you'll ever need to do. But you will get some of that sort of overall benefit of doing it. Now, you can then go into the more um, complex end of things. You you can start writing your own workers, doing some more complex stuff if you so wish. And again, it's reasonably accessible from, from like a budgetary point of view whenever you're using workers or any of this computed edge stuff, it tends to then cost. So, you know, if you are a small business that gets a large amount of traffic, for example, you, you may find some sort of cost prohibitive factors there. But if we kind of then take a step away from Cloudflare to like the extreme end of the spectrum, and we look at, um, Akamai or Fastly, who kind of much more the enterprise end, um, the the problems that they're solving the network infrastructure that they're putting in place they're slowly transforming like the tech stacks of major companies major e-commerce platforms and you know the way that people are thinking slowly is actually this doesn't need to sit on our servers anymore this could go and live somewhere else mm-hmm. and it would be cheaper and quicker and if we need to upgrade it we don't need to upgrade our our setup we're upgrading someone else's so i think the the opportunities and and what people have to gain from it is yeah, very, very different depending on, on where you sit um, in the overall kind of scale of things. I'd say um, the most likely implementation of Edge on smaller businesses, or if you're thinking you're an SME or a small businesses, um, where I need to make some changes and I just cannot do it on my platform, I have to do it somewhere else, the Edge is another option. Now, I'm not saying that's the best option, that sounds like a hack or a hotfix, but that is a solution. So I think, you know, think back to my days, primarily an agency, I'd make recommendations to small businesses, their developers could never, couldn't or wouldn't um, make the required changes. So for me, something like an edge platform where I could come in and just, you know, just change some title tags or some links in some menus or something like that is, is a very attractive prospect. Um, So, you know, I, I, w- I would say there's, there's definitely a lot of health warnings around that. And I'd say in, in like an enterprise situation, hot fixing stuff on the edge to circumvent the devs or engineers that are running like the main code base is actually quite an unpopular and probably not great thing to do. <laughs> um, yeah, it kind of it alienates people slightly. <clears throat> so how you utilize it and how you get the best benefit out of it does it does depend. I would say for me, if I could characterize a lot of my career, it's kind of like... Well, the problem in the, identifying the problem is actually pretty simple. I'd say ninety-five percent of cases, like it's clear what the problem is. It's that path to implementation is often really difficult. Um, yeah. And whenever I'm sort of teaching or, or, or workshopping with anyone, like the, the key thing I drum into people is this stuff doesn't do anything until it's live. Like the content that we've written, the keyword research, the technical audits, like until this stuff is reflected in the code that Google is crawling, it means very little. Um, and whether the blocker is my fault or somebody else's, if I'm the one giving the recommendations, it still reflect. I, I can't get the result I want until I can get over this like implementation gap. So, um, the the initial excitement around Edge is this implementation gap gets smaller, or I have a new weapon in the arsenal. And and sometimes actually, if you just go to a team and say, well, look, we can do this using you know your Akamai service, and we can write a worker. They usually don't want to do that, but very often just being told there's another workaround or it is possible can sometimes spur people on to making the change the right way. So it's another tool. I don't think it will. It's not mainstream at the moment, and I think it will take years to become so I think until websites become serverless as a more common um, occurrence. Um, this is more fringe cases, web optimization, other sort of elements. It won't be, I don't think it'll ever be the dominant method. Um, But I don't see that as being a problem either, because as you sort of said, it is quite a niche application in so many ways.
0: It is at the moment, but a lot of technology like this trickles down. You know, sometimes it takes a very long time, but I can remember seeing the first Drupal website and just thinking, well, this is it, we're here now. Um, and, then worked, <laughs> and then worked on one and lost, you know, turned gray and, and lost uh, some years of my life. And then Overnight. that trick, uh, you yeah, uh, know, there's probably people screaming it if they listen to this, but Drupal, the com- more complex CMSs like Drupal then trickled down to being WordPress, which is very easy to use. And that then trickled down to being, I don't know, Squarespace or something and, and these things become yeah. more more accessible and more and more kind of um attainable with, without having to have that great tech understanding i mean i've been experimenting over the last couple of years with headless cms's like St- 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 i can't say it systemic and and some of the other ones that that can just live in an amazon s3 bucket or you know they don't need any any sort of guts as it were. So, which I. I is that sort of thing you would think of with Serverless because it's sitting in an S, it's a static files sat in an S three bucket being served by CloudFront on AWS. So it is it's, it's mm-hmm. is is that am I am I sort of thinking of the right right way? You can say no, you're an idiot. It's, I wouldn't be offended. Okay, I've got a text message here from uh, Chris saying his connection is uh, is struggling a bit. Hello. His conversation is, is... Oh, that's all right. Are you back? <laughs> yeah, I, I caught started, bits of that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I was, I was just sort of trying to think think it through into sort of perhaps brands or names that people have heard of. So I was thinking, I'd be, I was mucking around with Jekyll and Stomach, which are... Headless CMSs where you, you you bung the files in Amazon S3 bucket on AWS and then serve it using Cloud CloudFront and Route 53. Um I'm not sure that's quite what you're talking about, but I'm sort well, of trying to bring it into into a way that I understand.
1: Yeah, it is broadly. I think the um the the ethos is there. I think it's the the networks that everything's distributed on that's the kind of the key. Um, and it's that difference of You know your origin whether it's a a dusty server cabinet in one place or whether you've got it from a data center or it's it's that difference of piggybacking on someone else's architecture i guess to to kind of help benefit from that so yeah absolutely i think just coming back to what you're saying around you know drupal trickled down into wordpress that trickled down into other things so um one of the things that i'm hugely excited about in general and and the the link to edges there. I'll come back to it in a second, but is things like Wix or other services actually becoming better. Um, and you said right Mm. at the start, like the democratization of this kind of knowledge, democratization of the web, as much as I love WordPress, I've fallen out of love with it over the last couple of years, because for the vast majority of people that I've worked with, it's still too complicated. Um, it's Mm. still too easy to make a bad website. Don't get me wrong. WordPress has done a huge amount and, um, Plugins like Yoast and others have, you know, that are shaping the web, but it's still a little too exclusive or the barrier to entry is still too high for it to impact the majority of people in my experience. Um, Yeah,
0: it's sort of pulling both ends of the spectrum because it's too complex and has too much for a lot of people. But it's also suffering from trying to be all things to all people. I, I sometimes explain to people that, you know, a Windows computer might get slow because it's trying to be everything to everyone. It's trying to be everyone's best mate. A Mac might not be quite so much because it just does a core set of things very well. I think Word, yeah, WordPress is interesting because it's a, a victim of its own success and its own simplicity in, in a really confusing way. Oh, see, at this point, I can't tell if Chris is deep in thought or whether his internet has crapped out. Unfortunately, his internet has crapped out. So hopefully he's going to come back. But we are recording this in the Easter holiday here in the UK. um, And what happens with UK broadband is as soon as the kids leave school and fire up Minecraft or anything else they're playing, all the bandwidth disappears. I think I'm going to give Chris a few minutes to come back. And if he doesn't come back, I think, sadly, we might have to wrap this one up. I think it's been a really interesting episode. And what I'll do is I will get Chris actually in the room with me here at the SEO headquarters. And we'll we'll kind of carry on from there because I think there's there's a lot more to this discussion to be had. It's, it's really interesting, as somebody in the SEO industry, to talk to people like Chris who are really looking at the bleeding edge and, you know, so beyond the cutting edge. And I genuinely thought that's where the, the name edge might come from, from the bleeding edge. Right. Unfortunately, I think I'm going to call that and I'm going to wrap up this episode. So thanks for listening. This, this is a really interesting discussion that, that will continue. And I might call this one part one. Okay. Brilliant. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe, like it, add stars to it, tell your friends, ring your mum about it, all the good stuff. You've been listening to the Untitled SEO Podcast by Yeseo. And I'm your host, Andrew Laws, and I will smell you later. Bye.